YouTube. Good afternoon. It's December 18th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? It is for sure a good thing that there was fantasy football this week and a lot of playoffs started for different different leagues because the football, you're, you're usually right up front saying, ah, this isn't going to be good, and I'm usually more of the, the optimistic one. But there were a ton of blowouts, and I was still, it's football. I was still glued to my screen. I had my players. I'm going to be sweating it out the, the rest of tonight. I believe you are as well, and I can't imagine we're the only ones. But, I, you know, we start right off on Thursday the Raiders, who don't score any points the, the week before, zero, zero points this week, are just go absolutely off on the Chargers on Thursday night. And that should have been a heads up right from the start that this week is just going to be weird. And yeah, like I said, glad there was fantasy this week. The fantasy has been just as much of a disaster. It, it's it, it, does it feel like to me like there's only like three starting quarterbacks in this league and the rest are just getting thrown in there and have no idea what they're doing? I, I feel like I, just... I think go ahead, might, go even ahead. Be, might even be less than that on uh, like even the guys like the, now it's been so long. The replacements are in now. The replacements are getting hurt. Will Levis has to go out because he's got a uh, he, he uh, some something some, some with the ankle. I don't think that one's too bad, but it's just, you know, down the line. And then even something like it's, it's not crazy. You know, Jalen Hurts like. He's not feeling well. I mean, that happens to people. We're in. We're getting into cold and flu season. But it's like, really, he's not. He's not going to play. And then you, you mentioned fantasy specific. Josh Allen was able to get the win, but he didn't really put up many stats. I think I saw something crazy that was like, Easton Stick had more fantasy points, and he was in a, in a game that was complete garbage time for him. But like, he had more points than Mahomes, Josh Allen, possibly Jalen Hurts if he doesn't play tonight, or you know he got to play. So all these guys that you've just been. Right, Dak for sure. Dak didn't show up at all. He's gonna make an appearance later uh, on, a, on, a, on one of our segments. Of here's this guy out of, out of nowhere, complete garbage time, and you would have been better off starting him than any of. I'm gonna call it the you, you know the premier. Yeah, these guys are solid. These guys are good to go. Joe Flacco, you would have been better off starting him. It's 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 funny because I'm at the point right now where I'm starting to give credit to second and third string guys because the the scale is just different. You can't hold them to the same standard. It's just not fair. They don't have the same reps. All of these guys were, were high draft picks at some point and big shots in college at some point, so I, I don't think anyone's truly, truly terrible, but there's just no way to compare it. You you have to be out there. You have to be playing, and some of these guys just haven't had the same opportunity. But, I, but I've got at the point where it's like, you know, Browning versus Mullins this past week was like, oh, you know, that was that was a pretty good duel. Like, we, we pick on someone your own <laughs> size. Like, this, this is good. Like, I, I'm applauding this, this amateurism as long as it's paired up properly, but if you don't have one of, like, those three guys in the league every week, it just feels like you... Which I, maybe it makes it more fair or completely unfair. I just I can't believe how many not starting quarterbacks there are. I can't believe how many bad offenses there are. I can't believe how many. Well, weeks... think about th- th- Think about this. Zach Wilson got benched. Then the backup wasn't good enough. So now he's gotten put back in. And boy, did he pick the wrong time to make a spin move and got absolutely rocked and lost the ball. He got benched again. That's where we are in the season. Guys that you've benched that you said, eh, maybe we'll we'll give him another shot. Or again, just saying. Oh yeah, that's right. This this doesn't work. <laughs> There's a reason we benched him in week six or you know whatever it was. I haven't paid attention to it, and maybe maybe I should have. It's just caught my attention this year that I feel like we've had more teams finishing games with zero points than ever before. It happened again this week with the Jets. 
I forget who it ha- who did happen with the was it the Raiders last week? So somebody it was the Raiders last week. Yeah, I, the Patriots have had at least a couple stinkers like that. There's there's a lot of teams. I just I, I assumed offense was so favorable in all this. They made so many rule changes that it should be to the advantage of the offense. It's amazing to me how hard this is and how challenging it is. And and tonight's game is is such a toss up as well of where we don't even know if we're gonna get Geno. We don't even know if we're gonna get Hurts. Like this could very end up being a Drew Lock versus was it Marcus Mariota? Like that, that's what yeah. we're signing up for. That's Monday night. Like this is again. This, what is this Mullins versus? Like, like this is the terrible Creed franchise that no one's ever gonna make. Like this spinoff is is not good. The only good news is that we only got three weeks left, and the playoffs will start, and they're just gonna weed themselves out. I don't know who's gonna get in. We're gonna get to that, but for now, we're just gonna make some wild picks. I am trailing in the group right now for our NFL picks. I I, I need a couple big weeks. I, there isn't a four point shot I could hit. It's only 50-50 every week, so it's, it's really challenging to catch up. But we're we're going to do our best. I feel a little slighted by a couple teams last week, but we'll get to them as we go through our picks. Is, is there anything you want to talk about from your, your previous week of success once again? It's just awesome. I told you I had the, the one down week. I was just hoping to, you know, turn it around. You know, didn't didn't want to get bent out of shape. And, yes, this week I was uh, I was back back to my back to my winning ways. I actually had double the points that I had uh, the week before. All right, kicking it off this week, Thursday, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> We're back. The New Orleans Saints at the Los Angeles Rams. Kyron Williams just seems like an excellent running back. I couldn't believe he fumbled two times yesterday. It seemed like he was getting 10 yards a carry just easily. I'm into the Rams. I kind of like – I feel like they have the right weapons. They have the right names. They seem like they're a perfect 7-7 team to just start sneaking up and everyone – and New Orleans is just the complete opposite. They have three broken ribs, Derek Carr, and banged up blank, and sloppy, sloppy blank, and somehow both of these teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. I'm going to go with the Rams at home. I don't know how many more broken ribs Derek Carr has. I don't know how many more weeks Derek Carr could just last. I specifically dropped him last week, anticipating that he just wasn't even going to finish this week's game. And he, he again, he would you would have better off starting Derek Carr this week than a lot of other quarterbacks. But I'll take the Rams. I, I'm into Kyra Williams. I think that's enough with all the weapons and Puka and Cup and, and Higby. I, I, I think they have just enough to sneak by whatever New Orleans is bringing this week. Who you got? I'm also going to go with the Rams. Uh, Derek Carr played played pretty decent this this past week. It was against the Commanders, so not not great. Same way the uh, you know Rams victory. It was you know or no the Rams beat the Commanders. Um, the uh, the Saints beat beat the Giants. So yeah, not not a. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot seems to be to beat the Giants, but I think that the, the the Rams are just they're they're a little bit tougher. You mentioned the, the skill position players, and I just don't like at any moment Derek Carr could just explode into dust, and then you're either getting the you're probably getting the the Jameis experience, which is a lot of fun if you're looking for something to watch, but it doesn't lead to a lot of wins. So I'm sticking with the with the Rams. Is, is there a real explanation that Derek Carr is still playing over someone who's 100 percent healthy with three broken ribs? Like, is that concerning at all if you're Jameis Winston of the opinion that we have of you? I think well, I, I, I think people in the organization and the fans know what Jameis is. I don't know if Jameis knows what Jameis is, but I think that has more to do with him than necessarily uh, his, his ability. Every week, it's just his teammates love Derek Carr. They, they love Derek Carr. And it, it's like that doesn't add up to wins. This guy has three broken ribs. I mean, he wants to play. No one's going to tell him not to if, he, if he's going to put himself out there. You know, that's, I suppose at this point, that's his choice. And God damn it. Let's see how long that lasts. All right, moving on. Next game, 
We got Saturday games again. Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. A overtime victory versus Minnesota the week before. I'm into this Browning. Like I said, that was a fun matchup uh, with, with this as well. And they just have weapons. I, I've talked about all the Rams weapons. I think I like Cincinnati's even more. I think Mixon has been so steady and solid. And they're gonna they're gonna have no problem against this Pittsburgh team. I have no idea how Pittsburgh has seven wins. I watched them against Indianapolis this past week. What is the one nice thing you could say about Pittsburgh? Like, like find it. Find it for me. Like, I, I can't find it. I don't know how this team has seven wins. They're not going to get a win this week. I'll take Cincinnati on the road. Who you got? I'm also going to go with Cincinnati. I think this is going to be a close game. And I think beginning of the year, that's how the Steelers were able to get their seven wins, is they were just able to pull out these weird, you know, at the end of the game, all of a sudden, it's just, oh, you got one drive to get the field goal to win the game. Just, all right, you just skinny your teeth kind of thing. But I think in these close games, over a season, usually it evens out. I think this is going to be the case. I think Browning is at least competent, especially for the backups, as they, you know, as we started the podcast with. And I don't like any of the quarterbacks that the Steelers are throwing out there, as well as it seems like there's starting to be some finger pointing going on over there. And I think that that could just lead to, you know, kind of there's smoke, there's fire. And, you know, you, you get punched in the mouth and you guys aren't united as a team. And all of a sudden, oof. I think there could be a real ugly one uh, on, on the horizon. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. They're seven and seven, three weeks left. They can, they're in control of their own season. Like if they get another win, they're not out of it. You know, it's, it's I don't think they're going to get it this week, but it'll be interesting to see how they just handle it. Cause there could be a total world where this team that I don't think is that good ends up walking into the playoffs. Just, just, just gets in. All right, moving on Buffalo bills at the LA chargers. The Bills did it again. We're back. Are we back? How many times this year are we going to say we're back? Because they were gone for a little bit. We were all out on them. And this looks like the team we kind of expected the whole year. Complete beatdown, smackdown on Dallas. I I actually wrote that Dallas was on a bye this week because they, they absolutely didn't show up for this game. Nothing but nice things to say about Buffalo. And fortunate enough for them, after a good win against Dallas, they get to face the L.A. Chargers, who just gave up 63 points to the Las Vegas Raiders. Good luck. I'll take Buffalo fired on the road. Coach. Fired their we coach. We joked about him getting fired at halftime. Well, and I would have fired after the first quarter. Time, but it was pretty close. 28 to nothing, I think, after the end of one. They had errors. It was so bad. It all happened so fast. Errors in every form that you could have from every single team. Special teams, punt teams, kick teams, defense teams. And <laughs> offense was terrible. They got problems. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it would ever be this bad and I always kind of mocked them and then losing Herbert for one week and they give up 63 points this team completely quit I'd be curious if this new coach syndrome that we've we've talked about in the past is enough to maybe boost them past the bills but based on what Buffalo did last week and based on the Chargers what they did last week how how in the world even with the new coach theory could the Chargers even pull this off I got Buffalo who you got I am going with Buffalo all the things you said the Chargers were down 42 to nothing at the half at the hat. The only reason that the Chargers scored anything was because it was complete garbage time in, in the second half. That, that's the only reason why. I, I I don't think a new coach comes in and, and fixes this. I think, uh, you know, I got to imagine they're still going with uh, with, with Easton Stick. I think uh, Herbert's going to be out for, for a little bit. So I, I don't think he's going to be able to turn turn this thing around. So, yeah, give me the bills and uh, all, all of their weapons. There's a there's a carrot and a stick joke here somewhere. I, I I can't say it, but they certainly got the stick last week. Let's see what they get this week. 
Moving on, Indianapolis Colts at the Atlanta Falcons. I, I mean, Indy, they beat Pittsburgh. I, it's cool. I, I, I don't think highly of them. I just spoke about that briefly. And Atlanta lost to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, yeah, I, I said that. That that happened. They lost nine to seven, and and I just wrote no under them. Like I just just no. This is the you have the do not pick the Chargers. I'm I'm out on Atlanta. I'm just over it. Even if they do win, I don't even care. It's it's they're. This team has so many offensive weapons that I think every other team wishes they had, and they have no interest in doing it, and they have forced Ritter down everyone's throat so bad that it's it's where we're at right now where I'm just saying no. So I'll, I'll take Indianapolis on the road. I'm picking way too many road teams, but I'm not picking Atlanta. Who you got? How could you pick Atlanta? How, how could anybody pick Atlanta after that? Like... I would rather go down with the ship going against Atlanta than pick Atlanta, and then when they burn me, like they burned me last week, they're, they're playing a team that only had one win. I mean, you, you got to be better than that. I mean, the weather was, was was poor. All right, fine. You still got to find a way to win. I mean, coming into it, the Panthers fans didn't think they were going to win. The Panthers fans didn't want to be there. There was a report out midweek that you could get in the door for 45 cents. That's not... In 1944, that is in 2023, 45 cents. What is this, you, penny candy inflation? You could have you you gone to the store and, and bought a soda, and with the change, you could have got into the game. And, I mean, the joke really there is for watching those two teams play in the cold and the rain, I mean, someone should be paying you. But for 45 cents, it's, it's getting it's getting pretty close. But uh, I just they're, – they're, they're frustrating – They've had so many opportunities. They, it feels like they have the talent. I get you, you have Ritter. He is not an elite quarterback, but just with the weapons around him, just, just make it make it happen. You know, you can help him out, but it, it is not working. I don't know how long, much longer Arthur Smith is going to be there. Like you said, everybody thinks they have the weapons, and so if you're not utilizing the weapons correctly, that's on the coach, and at some point, that leash runs out. So, yeah, G give me the mustache. Give me the Colts on the road. Last last thing with Atlanta is they they took all of these draft picks on these offensive weapons and it's like they have no interest in utilizing them like at all and at, and at that point it's like well why even draft them like why did we take Bijan why why did we take Pitts why did we take Drake London why why because our offense is terrible and it's still terrible like we need to do something because I don't think any of those guys are truly bad but this offense is bad <laughs> not great Jimmy Graham this year has more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts has has in his career. Yeah, that's not great. Yes, that Jimmy Graham that you might be thinking, wasn't he out of the league? Yes, you are correct. He was out of the league. He's pretty pretty old. Pretty old for a football player. He's in New Orleans now, right? Or yeah, again. he went back to the Saints. Good old, good old Derek Carr, just sharing sharing his way. Just yeah. Doing what he can. I think it's – um. I, I might have this wrong. I think he has seven receptions on the year, and I think four of them are for touchdowns. Yeah, he had a good one this week. I saw him. He rolled out. It was almost like a pick and roll. Like, he was just wide open on the goal line. It's it's unbelievable how, how frustrating Atlanta is. I couldn't imagine being their fan. One last thing about the 45-cent the ticket thing. Man, they won. I paid 45 cents. I got to sit in the rain. But you know what? We won. You, you got that, a W. That only happened twice this year. If you're a Carolina fan... I mean, I can't imagine what the tickets normally are on just a realistic day. I mean, even opening day. To just think that today's NFL, you're able to get into an NFL game for under a dollar. And get well, to see remember, a win? too, their, uh, their first-round pick is going to going to the Bears. So this isn't even a, oh, well, we uh, 
we won, but you know, we're really trying to tank. It's whether they win or lose, their their draft pick is gone. That's not going to them. Would you have paid forty five cents to see the Patriots this week? Not to see the Patriots, but to see Mahomes and Taylor Swift. Sim- similar, you wouldn't have saw Taylor Swift at the uh, at at the game. You were you're only gonna see that on TV. But I think it's uh, I think it would have been to, to to see Mahomes as like a all right Super Bowl winner. Very very uh, very good. Gonna be good for a while just to kind of check that off off the list. But I don't know. It's it's not even like like the money. Whether it's forty five cents or forty five dollars, it's just the whole game day just it's you know it's not close to me (laughs) all right moving on the seattle seahawks at the tennessee titans seattle will be playing monday night football versus the philadelphia eagles tonight the rumor is gino might play but feels like is more leaning towards not playing it's a very obscure report out there of of just mostly doubt of him playing tonight so we'll, we'll see what happens but tennessee Lost in overtime to the Houston Texans, who didn't even have their their new draft pick of CJ Stroud. They they had who was it? It was is Case Keenum. Is that who it was? Case Keenum. It was rumored to be Mills, and then last second they threw in Keenum. And, and I thought I thought Keenum was pretty good. Levis, like you said, doesn't have the the greatest ending to all this game, and that that's kind of unfortunate. But not not the most thrilling game, but an overtime game that we'll take on a on a pretty lame early set Sunday. I think it was. So what yep. what, what are you doing there? Uh, I. Have a hard time thinking that Tennessee is going to fix things if Levis isn't out. They were borderline even with him. Even even regardless of what happens with Seattle tonight, if Gino doesn't play tonight, I think he'll play the next week. Hopefully he doesn't play tonight, get hurt even worse, and we're seeing Drew Locke. Even if it is, I will still take Seattle on the road. Just riding a lot of road teams today, but how are you supposed to pick all these home teams? What What is the home field advantage for a team who looks like they are going to be without their quarterback? I'll take Seattle. Who you got? I'll take Seattle because I will take Drew Locke over whoever the Titans are going to throw out there. I don't think Derrick Henry looked very good last week. And you need somebody somebody to look good, and it did not look good. So I will also be going with the Seahawks. Don't even care what happens tonight. All right, next game, Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Big big day for Detroit. Goff threw five touchdowns, 100 yards for Gibbs, 85 yards for Montgomery. That is a lot of offense. That is the powerhouse we were hoping to see that we haven't seen every week. They actually showed up and played a little bit more defense against Denver, holding them to 17. I was a little bit more impressed by that. I thought this was a sinking ship. I didn't like the direction they were going. I thought Denver was a little bit on the rise and that this would just be a sneaky one to kind of catch Detroit exactly where you want, but a big wake-up call for them. I, I think if they lost last week, I really would be intrigued by, by Nick Mullins versus them this week, but because of the success of most recently, I got to go with Detroit again on the road. I like what Mullins did. I thought that Minnesota, you know, Jefferson's out there. They have a ton of weapons as well. That offense, man, I mean, just Jefferson and, and Hawkinson and, and it was Addison this week. And then it was a, what Ty, yep. uh, Ty, Ty Chandler was, was great for them. I, mm-hmm. A lot of nice things to say about Minnesota. I, I still can't get over the, the hump to pick them, though. This is a huge game for them. This could really decide their whole season, and I don't think they have no chance. I just like the direction of Detroit at the moment. So I'm going with them. Who you got? I am also going with the Lions. They have their full team where the Vikings are still trying to figure things out. Although getting uh, Justin Jefferson back is definitely, definitely a plus kind of similar to the, uh, to the Bengals situation of, all right, well, quarterback's trying to figure it out, but you know, what really helps having a guy like Justin Jefferson or Jamar chase out there that can kind of cover up some of your uh, mistakes. I think it probably 
impacts the team less, but just kind of overall and just my feelings is the Lions winning in prime time. I'm pretty sure the last time they were on in prime time was Thanksgiving, where first game and absolutely got destroyed and it was very unexpected. So I think for whatever reason, it's probably not the uh, most like analytically based, but knowing that, all right, in prime time, that was the only game on. It was a standalone game watching them going, oh, okay, all right. Maybe uh, maybe I got a little too low on them. So I, I like them to, to get the W against the Vikings. That loss to Green Bay actually aged kind of bad. I don't know. Did Green Bay get better since then? Because I feel like ever since then, I started to take them a little bit more seriously. I wouldn't say they're like a phenomenal team, but I don't think that loss was quite as bad as I thought at the time. Because Green Bay going into that week, I think was we were all out. Like, what, what could you buy in on? Love was a little, was just meh, like the whole time. But I think they've actually strung together a couple wins, so maybe maybe Detroit wasn't as terrible that week as as we thought. Uh, all right, moving on. Washington Commanders at the New York Jets. Let's 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 keep this one quick. I, I think Brissett is just the best backup to play in these franchises at this point. So I'm going with them. I, I I have no other. There's nothing else to add. I mean, the Jets lost thirty to nothing to Miami last week. As you mentioned, Zach Wilson doesn't even finish the game. The Commanders at least had some offense and were, competed in a game against the Rams, and I think Brissett already puts this team so far ahead. I, I want to like Howell. I do, but this team right now is better with Brissett. If Brissett's going to play this week, the Jets aren't going to win. I'm taking Washington on the road. Who you got? I'm going with the Jets. The Jets are at home. I think their defense is going to play better this week. That's all I got. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't, This team didn't score last week. I mean, what are they? They're going to well, score the sixty. They score sixty this week. Maybe. Washington has maybe, traded away know, all of their defense. Maybe they run the wildcat or something. I wish other teams maybe, would just start maybe, embracing. Maybe Rodgers comes back. I saw you made a sneaky pickup. Picked him up just in case. Well, I I looked at the schedule and I was like, if he's going to be cleared and if he's actually going to play, and he's going to face the Commanders. Look at all these other quarterbacks I'm, I'm trying to pick up right now. If Rodgers comes back even on one leg against the Commanders, I'd rather play him over. I'm not even going to name the names, but you know what the waiver wire looks like. A lot. Yeah. A lot. So I don't think it's as reckless with an IR spot. It's not costing me anything. There is no one else really eligible for IR at this point because there isn't anyone who actually has a potential to be scheduled to be cleared and scheduled to come back. So I'm not this actually season. counting on it, but I I, I, don't, I, I think, I think it, it was I think it was a smart move. I think. I, 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 I like it. I just looked at the Jets' schedule, and even if it doesn't matter, and they're already eliminated, this guy has talked so much that part of me thinks he's just going to force his way onto this field just to get hear the crowd cheer him one more time. Like I think he's itching to have that, and I think it'll be a big deal for New York to win a game that doesn't even matter to see their guy that they were ex- excited to see all year finally get back out there. And it's going to be against the Commanders, like I said, who who aren't that good of a team. I, I, he, he could easily light them up. Like You don't, you don't think that'd be possible? I, I don't understand the point of it. If we that's a whole other discussion, and you can easily counter with that right now. But if he does play, you don't think this team is going to beat the Commanders, and that he's going to play well. I, I already think they're going to beat the Commanders, but I, I don't think I don't think he's going to play. But I, I I could see where that line of thinking where it's like, why if he's good to go, why not? Why not throw him out there? Start to get some of the chemistry. He's had one off season with these guys, so to get some game reps, I got to imagine that's helpful. Just you know, working with the center a little bit, working with some receivers. You know, hopefully Brees Hall's healthy. I and know you're out of the playoffs, so these games don't count. You know, for for you. So even if he just plays a half, and you you almost treat it like a preseason game. Okay, you know, just 
get, get your feet wet out there, see how you feel, and then hopefully you're in a better situation for next year. I think the nicest thing they could do by playing him is just giving that defense a break and rewarding them, being like, hey, we have an offense that's going to stay on the field a little bit. Like, it's not just going to be, yeah. hey, guys, uh, you're going to be playing the entire game. The other team's only playing four downs, and then you're getting it back, and then you're going to just get punched and pummeled by whatever the offense wants to do to you, and it's it's hard. I, I, I think, if anything, he should come back for the relief of that. He's such a teammate's guy. If he's cleared to play, which I, I can't imagine it being cleared to play. Like, I still stand by that. But the, the news that I'm reading and the, the people I'm seeing confirming that he's going to be medically cleared to play, and, and this guy has just talked so much smack that I, I think he's going to come back. It's it's crazy. I, I can't explain why it benefits has, anyone. Has he talked? What what smack has he talked? I don't think I've really heard that. I don't think I he's like shied away from – like, He hasn't shied away from anything. Like what? I don't think he's all right. You're injured. Your season's over. Why are we hearing reports of him even it's trying to come back? Because he's trying to come back. <laughs> I, I I think he's forcing the attention on himself, and he's trying to hold on to this relevancy. I I, I it's fine. It's uh, all fine. See, I don't, I I don't get that at all. Because it's like, because I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like it's like I'm like a, the backlash to the backlash kind of situation, where it's like, oh, look at Rogers. You know, he's he's on the sideline. It's like, all right, well. They're showing um, Burrow on the sideline, and the narrative out of that is, oh, look at this guy. He really cares. He's right there down on the field. When they show um, um, uh, the Browns quarterback up in the up in the, up in in the the booth, it's p- painted as, oh, well, look at this guy. He's not down on the, on the field. Like, he, he clearly doesn't care. Just like, I, I feel like, like the narrative just gets pushed to whatever it is. It's, he's a famous person. He, he's on the team. I don't know how much it helps to have a guy uh, on the sideline, but I, I, I just don't feel like he has been doing uh, anything out of the ordinary to really just be like, hey, everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay, let's, let's just play a little theory here. Let's just hypothetically say he does play this weekend. Is he not on McAfee the first thing Monday? And it's like this team's not even relevant. This quarterback won a game against the commanders. Why is he on McAfee? You don't think he's going to be on McAfee the day after he plays his first return? Like he absolutely is. Uh, how many times? How many times has he been on there? I, I I think he was there every after every game last year. It wasn't even on ESPN that it was just the original McAfee show. I'm pretty sure Rogers right. was a weekly guest on I, that last season. Okay. So he's on it less this year. Well, yeah, I, he's, he shouldn't be on there. And <laughs> also, the ESPN's kind of think they got to be thinking the same thing. Like, why? Why are we putting this guy on here? This team's this team's terrible. He's, he's famous. Like, we put we put famous people on TV all the time. And this is why I think he's going to come back and play, just just because he wants to be famous. He wants to host Jeopardy. Well, he's he's he's, he's already famous. It could always go away. All right, let's get back to football. Football, his hey. old team, Green Bay Packers, they're playing the Carolina Panthers. There's just, I know Carolina won last week, and I know the meh feeling and the flavor that's so bland of, of Green Bay, but. There's no way Carolina's going to go on a win streak here as much as I will probably be rooting for them as a Patriot fan. Just just, just causing them more drama. Let's, let's just make it even. Let's see let's see how much we can press, push the needle towards the number one pick and just make a really hard decision on, our, on the Patriots. But, um, uh, yeah, I guess it, I guess I'm going Green Bay then because how, how could you pick Carolina, right? What do you got? Yep. All right. Not picking the Panthers, that's for sure. Picking Green Bay. Uh, this has got to be some sort of record for, for road teams, right? I thought I was being pretty risky going into the week by picking a ton of road games, thinking 
Well, I, I'm trying to come back. Like, I got to disagree with you. So picking like the less likely one is that. But then it was like, how, how, like, well, I'm supposed to see the wild card. I'm going to, I'm going to come back because I picked the Panthers at home. I'm going to pick the Jets at home. I, I, I can't, I can't find it. I picked Minnesota Vikings at home with Nick Mullins. It just, it, it was, it's real hard. A lot of road games for sure. I, I'm going, I'm going on the road this, this next, next game here. Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. I'll take Joe Flacco over Case Keenum. I, I, I'm again. I think Flacco is just kind of the adult in the room. He's definitely still made some mistakes, but there's a maturity that I think this team's just good enough to get by. Keenum wasn't terrible last week, but I, I don't think I kind of like the Bears more than I like Tennessee. So I, I guess I'm giving Flacco a little bit more credit for that. So I'm going with Cleveland Browns on the road again. Another road team. Who you got? I'm going with the Texans. I just don't think this Flacco run can continue. I think at some point it's going to fall apart. The wheels are going to just come off. He had a great uh, comeback drive that was just vintage. That, that was a bunch of fun. Uh, bears, like, I, I don't know. Bears just doing doing Bears things. And Do you think the Bears are better in Tennessee, of, uh, though? Uh, than Tennessee or than Houston? Who they, Yeah, they beat uh, – it was a better win last week, I'm saying. Like, do you think – do you think Cleveland's oh. win over Chicago was more impressive than Houston over Tennessee? Because you're picking Houston this week as if they like had some massive win or there's some sort of dominance coming based on no, their I win just, over Tennessee. I, I don't think it necessarily has to do with anything super recent. It's just kind of the the, the overall. I, I just you know the Browns' wins have come when they had different quarterbacks. And I just I like I said I think that Flacco run it just it, it can only last for so long. I mean that's what they're always saying for these older athletes. It's not that lebron can't get to that peak level it's just that he can't do it all of the time and flacco is by no means lebron james so i just think he's had a little bit of a run here but sooner or later it's just the uh, you know taking the hits and yep when you're in your 20s it's no big deal but now that he's older it's just it, it the wheels are gonna fall off and i'm picking it to happen this week yeah i think the more disappointing part with flacco and keenum is that there isn't any hope of them actually getting better. It, it can only get worse, right? Like, he'd just be fine or he's terrible. There isn't, like, oh, hey, we got a really real building block here. You know, we're really onto something. Finally finally found his team. It's like, now there's there's no, this is very much a. There's a, no future. Yeah, this is this is a plug for a sinking ship and the very temporary. They're going to get a long-term solution <laughs> to this somewhere else. But, all right, it's interesting. We're switching up on that one. All right, moving on, next game, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I, this Jacksonville team, I, I didn't come in super high on them. I, I was very anti-Ridley early in the year, and I, I even kind of opened up to you about that yesterday, saying, like, I, 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 Ridley's been fine. They haven't lost a lot of games because of him. I didn't think he would be nearly as relevant as he once was in Atlanta, and I think he's been fairly steady. All that being said, this, this Jacksonville team just has no magic. There's, like, no oomph. There's no, like, threat of something. They, they just seem very flat and predictable at times, and they get into these desperation modes, and they have these crazy comebacks that, feel like some magic but there's no it just seemed like there was no energy yesterday there's a real flat game against Baltimore Lawrence coming out of nowhere basically breaking his ankle two weeks ago and playing the next two weeks no problem even runs for a first down yesterday I thought he looked pretty healthy but that just this team isn't that good this team's fine they're not they're not any that great I think the other team Tampa Bay they're going against is also not that good and just fine Baker has four touchdowns last week 22 of 28 which is super consistent Evans got another touchdown. Godwin relevant. I thought Rashad White's been pretty good. I'm going to go with the home team in Tampa Bay. 
I don't really have much of an argument. I just I, I need to I need to switch a couple wins here. I got to go against what I think you're doing. I think you're going Jacksonville, so I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Try to catch up on you here. Who you got? That would be wrong. I watched that Jaguars game last night because it was Sunday night football, and I had a lot of fantasy implications going on in that game. So extra extra focus. And the Jaguars, like you just said, they don't have any magic. Like they have like the reverse of magic, and they do nothing to help themselves out. Missing field goals, just completely, completely butchering the end of the half. I, I think they had something like five, uh, five times in the red zone with zero points. Like that's almost impossible. It's just an absolute mess. Uh, I, I, I think they're like a little bit better team. They're probably a better team than the Buccaneers, but going on the road, and it's just, I just can't pick a team that just was just so bad. Just so bad yesterday, you know. Trevor Lawrence fumbling in the in the red zone. Just every every time they had an opportunity, they just completely, just complete. And they even had a chance, you know. Halftime, you know, in, into the into the third quarter, it, it was a, it was a one score game. They could have got their act together, but but they didn't. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Give me Baker. All right, damn. All right, thought thought I was thought thought I was getting a little curveball in that one. Uh, all right, moving on. Arizona Cardinals at the Chicago Bears. I, I, I'm I going with Chicago. I, I just thought it was the best kind of tank you could ever have. It was a winnable game for Chicago last week, and then an absolute collapse at the end, just handing it over to Flacco. I, I still think the Chicago Bears team is, is a little bit sneakier and a little bit better than their record reflects. I think the last couple of weeks they've just been an improved team, and I, I don't think they're going to beat Arizona. I mean, what's the – Arizona got smacked by the Niners last week. I don't think they'll get killed like that, but I just like Chicago's momentum, even with the loss last week. I'll go with them. Who you got? I am also going to go with the Bears. It was fun for that brief amount of time when the Cardinals scored on the 49ers right off the bat and kind of had a, ooh, all right, something something interesting uh, going to happen here. Nope, that, that was not the case. But question for you on the uh, on, on the Bears. They are They have the their own pick that seems to be – you know, early, early first round, they're going to have the, the the Panthers pick that I think right now is still the, the first and, and it's in prime position to have the first pick. Do you stay with the current quarterback or are you drafting the quarterback of the future and you are going to get rid of Justin Fields? Well, I talked about this early in the year where it's really hard to assess any of the talent you have when you don't really have a whole lot of talent around them. Like, like, how do we know Fields isn't bad and it's not like they don't have a bad line or the the running game just was bad? You know, uh, was, Herbert was out for a, whole, a couple weeks and and the receivers are have just been constantly disappointing and it's not like the play calling has been favorable. And I, The only thing I will say for Chicago is that I didn't think their division was was that great or that, like, it wasn't that bad either, but it also really wasn't that great. Like, there was a lot of games they just had to hang around in and I think they could have had a chance at winning them. So it's, it's it's really hard to assess what your opinion of Fields is. I guess my gut feeling is you you should draft a quarterback. It's it's such a it's such a hard thing to move on to all this. But I looked at all these other teams similar to the Patriots and some other teams that just hold on to the guy too long. Like he didn't figure it out by year two, and you're you're invested to him when you had this other these two picks of which you could pair together and and do even more stuff with. I, I think. It's hard for the Bears because I think they've missed on a couple quarterbacks of recent, and they traded for them, and they kind of put themselves in a situation to 
capitalize off of that, and they haven't capitalized it off in the past. I mean, it was it Trubinsky, and then it was Fields, and now it's, it's probably going to be someone else. But I, I think that's the game you could play and probably should play with where this team's at because they're not ready. Like, even if they add those two picks with Fields right now, I'm not sure if that team's that much better. I, and I don't know what you do with Fields. I, I think you've got to play these last couple weeks out. I know you probably should be losing to get a better pick, but based on where Carolina's at right now, I would let Fields show what he can do and maybe that'll get you some trade value or spark some interest with someone else, and and maybe that's better for everyone all the way around. Like, I, I don't know what I want for Fields either. It, it, it doesn't sound like it's really rewarding to be like, hey, you get to continue to be the Bears starting quarterback. Like If he can have a way out of this, maybe, maybe that's better for him too. I, there's not really a great scenario in all this. This is, this is the bad team that's not winning games. It's going to have to be drafting high again, and it's going to decide the next 10 years all over again. This team's done that three times in the last four years. It's not a fun position to be in, so I, I guess that's somewhat of my answer. I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think would you keep him or would you move on? Well, here's my follow up question for you. What about if you paired him up with Bill Belichick? Oh, you want Fields? I'm just wondering because we have we're gonna have a high pick, and I've said like I'm concerned about you just drafting the you know the top five quarterback. We've just we, we've seen. There's, there's a whole bunch of them out there, and it's not a home run. It is not nearly like the uh, the NBA. So wondering, hey, if the Bears don't want this guy, we're not going to have to give up a first, you know, that high of a, of a first pick. It's do we get this guy? We have an idea of what he is. He's he's not, you know, elite, top of the top, way better than anything that we have right now. He, I think he requires a little bit of a special offense, which I think we'd be able to do, but pairing him with our defense and then – you're not you you're not putting like all of your eggs in that like all right we're taking you know this this super awesome college QB that we have really no idea if it's going to pan out or not and then either we get somebody else I don't really know the, the draft too well or we do the the Belichick special of turning the you know top first pick into just a whole bunch of uh, other players because I think we've mentioned you know, quite a few times on here I don't think a quarterback is just the only thing we need I think we need a lot of things so just kind of like restock you know the, the, the whole store if you will I, I would love to see a, a Belichick offense based around a little bit more mobile of a quarterback I think we were kind of hoping the Cam Newton experiment was going to be a little bit more of that we kind of caught Cam at the real wrong time to try to reinvent an offense around a not so mobile guy anymore whose really advantage was being mobile so I, I would be intrigued to see if Fields could maybe do that but I, I just didn't like the way our offense looked with Cam that year either and, I, and I'm worried that Fields isn't that great at throwing the ball, and it feels like we had a really hard time granting Mac and Bailey Zappi permission to throw the ball. So I, I don't know if it, it's just – I think we needed a guy that could throw the ball and is as exciting and as much upside as there could be in having someone like Fields. I'm not entirely sold on Belichick falling in love with a guy who's really not that great from the pocket. I, look, it's an improvement. I'm not against it. The value is absolutely there. And I, I'm not saying that we – absolutely have to draft a quarterback either I, I just I would love to get the wide receiver I, I I just I look at some of the draft picks of the past what's the point of getting the wide receiver if we got a uh, zappy throw into the other team well I also look at a team like Atlanta and it's like well if you get all these weapons and you still throw a garbage quarterback in there they're not weapons anymore they're just expensive no. you know like lawn ornaments out Jesus. there yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're not they're not benefiting you and they're not benefiting the team so it's it's hard to say, you know, what should come first? What do you, should we do this? Should we do that? And on the one hand, 
I think the receiver is a way safer bet. I think Marvin Harrison's the safest bet of the draft. But is that just me being scared of the the risk reward of, of the quarterback? Because that could be massive. That could be our next 15 years. We could be down Brady Road all over again. We could be competitive. And and that's so appealing. But it's also, I look at all these other teams who think that way every single draft, and it just doesn't go that way. And then the Belichick future thing is also up in the air of, well, well who's going to be coaching this team? Because if it is Belichick, I, I'm not entirely against maybe trading for not necessarily an old quarterback, but maybe someone who's a middle, mid-veteran kind of kind of thing and just letting him work with that. Because I don't think a, a rookie, as much as they will benefit from the, the harshness of, of Belichick, I, I just think that we're going to pummel him year one and then we're going to suck again and it's going to be Belichick on the on the fence again of, of all of this. Like I feel like we got to win some games with this defense next year and I'm not entirely opposed to doing something like with Fields then if that's if that's is that's what's that what's there for the right price. But there isn't an easy decision in all this. We we're gonna look all <laughs> it's easy to go back and look and be like, well, if we just taken that and if it was this offensive coordinator and if that guy hadn't gotten hurt and you know, if this guy didn't get traded into the division, it's a lot of what ifs. But if DJ Moore had uh just taken that ball in rather than bobbling it and then booting it. Uh, that just that would have been that would have been an all time all time finish. I I picked them to win last week. I I thought they they had a chance to win. <laughs> Some things they should. It, yeah, they just played way too uh, soft on the prevent and let Flacco just kill them right down the field, and then still had a uh, you know hail mary is a pretty low percentage play, but I mean it was it was right in his hands. If I lose in fantasy tonight by one point. I'm going to blame that minus one point on that last possession of an interception to, to Fields. Well, you know what you should also uh, be complaining about as well is at the end of the half, the first half, he threw a Hail Mary. And because for football reasons, it didn't matter whether it was an interception or whether it was incomplete. They never reviewed it, but it was it was pretty close. You might need to uh, might need to call the league or maybe write a strongly worded letter. The, the strongly worded letter is, is to myself for, for starting a quarterback once again that barely got over double digits. It continues. I, I'm going to win again, and I I don't know how long I can skate now on, on the playoffs without this quarterback thing. I, I've gone the last couple of weeks with guys getting 10, 12, 8 points every week. It's it's a miracle I'm, I, my season continues, but hopefully Fields could play a little bit better this week. If not, you know, I did pick up Joe Flacco, and that'll be interesting to see if I have the stones of round two of the playoffs with the semifinals one week before the championship. I I'm, I'm plugging in Joe Flacco for, for the most important game. I, I, it just doesn't feel right. It, it's uh, I'd feel crazy to do it. All right, moving on Dallas Cowboys at the Miami dolphins. Not a, not a great showing uh, by, by, by Dallas this past week. Uh, it was a Buffalo dominance. It just, just wasn't great. Now, that being said, I didn't think Miami was actually that great for a 30 nothing winning over the Jets. They didn't have Tyreek Hill. I, I thought there were some goofs on their offense, and they, they definitely have some threats running. Mostert's been super consistent and great, but if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, I think this is a really good bounce-back game for Dallas. That being said, like how am I supposed to pick a team that lost 31-10 to and the other team that won 30-0 to and be like, oh, this team on the road, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna show up for all this. I think Miami is good. But maybe they're not as tough as they want to be. And I think the Dallas team, despite not looking very tough last week, is going to show Miami kind of what real tough teams look like. And I, I'm going to go with Dallas on the road. It seems wild, but I, I just don't entirely love with everything that Miami's doing. And I think that had a lot more to do with what the Jets were doing last week than it did with Miami was doing. Who you got? 
I'm gonna go with Miami. I think this should be a fun game. Uh, I think they might have just been a little extra cautious with uh with Tyreek Hill. Uh, sure, it looked like he was running around, and uh, it was even even after he was ruled out. Then I was hearing reports of, well, he's warming up and he's still pretty fast. So, but he he was ruled out. So, I, I think he'll be he'll be back in the mix. And with him back in the mix, I think that they'll be able to get the job done. I, I hope he comes back because I, even with him missing some time, did he just miss last week? He just missed just one game, right? Yeah. I, I think he should be the MVP. I We haven't done that combo and we got a couple of weeks left and it's kind of like this changes week to week anyways. You know, if certain, if one team X plays out and wins, I, I think there's certain guys that kind of have to win it. But if it isn't an obvious choice and there isn't like a clear front front runner of say, you know, Brock Purdy and the Niners just dominant. I think this has been the best player in the league. I think this has been the biggest threat. I think this is the guy every team has to study and prepare for and is worried about throughout the entire game more than any other player. So I, I would give him the vote, but he's got he's to play next week, and he's, he's got to play the next couple of weeks. He's got to finish it out. He, I don't think he can miss more time than one game. But that, that that's my vote. You, you do have one right now? I didn't, I didn't prep you on that. They're not going to give it to a wide receiver. That's who I would give it to. I, I, but I don't think this award's really as relevant. Do you, like, do you remember the last couple years? Name, can you name the last MVP that was not a quarterback? No, I don't think I could even name last year's MVP. Who won last year? Mahomes. All right, cool. He, he's really good. I, I, I think a talent like that should win every year. I, I agree with the consistency and the accuracy and the numbers of Brock Purdy are phenomenal. But that team's so fucking loaded that I just I kind of can't buy it. Like I just feel like if you plugged in any other player in there, they'd it'd be pretty good too. And that's not fair to Purdy, but I also just he has this stigma of being you know whatever late round draft pick that just got this golden opportunity has capitalized everything. So it's maybe I, maybe I'm, it'll change this year. But the same way for a very long time in the NBA, it was the best player on the best team. I think it just goes to what guy had the best record, that quarterback. Or at least like in the mix there. So I think that's why Brock Purdy is uh getting getting talk. I think that's why Lamar Jackson uh is getting getting talk. And we're we're coming up on that game. Yeah, that that'll be fun. All right. Let's get through this next one real quick here. Uh New England Patriots at the Denver Broncos. I'm gonna take the Broncos at home, despite New England showing a little bit of life against the Chiefs. I I don't know. I kinda like there's a scenario where I feel like we could have won last week. Like the Chiefs they kind of dangled that out in front of us a little bit, and if we were just a little bit more had our shit together, I feel like we could have grabbed it. It was at home. It just it was just right there. I, the Chiefs didn't do anything that to take it, take that game away from us. It was it was just like a we just stopped playing at some point in like the second half. We had a lead. We did, but we still blew it. And I don't even think the Chiefs played that well. I, I'd rather have Denver bounce back and and get get a win here. I, I thought they were kind of disappointing against Detroit, but. Is this the ultimate uh, good coaches, bad teams matchup here? Or are these even good coaches anymore? Uh, legends. Legends for sure. Yeah, I wonder uh, on, like, coaches' uh, career wins. This has got to be one of, the, one, one of the higher ones. Maybe. Are we, are we turning up a little bit? Do you think he wants to beat Sean Payton? Nobody wants to lose. I mean, he doesn't want to lose anybody, but does that add a little extra juice to this week? I don't think so. 
I, I think if it had, a, had something to do with Belichick just being like, I would like to win more this week, then we would do it. I don't think that's the case. I think we just don't have the have the offense to be able to win, uh, un, un, unfortunately. But on the, on the on the Chiefs side, is Kadarius Tony like an asset for another team? I don't think I've ever seen a guy make so many mistakes and so many do so many things that hurts his own team. I mean, it's not on purpose, but he the ball went through his hands and because of that and tipped it, it went right to a defender. Dude, like he, if, he, he needs... if he had just batted it down, he would have been better off. He, of course he's got the you know the offside the offensive offsides you know that everybody knows about, but at the beginning of the year he's missed some some crucial crucial catches as well and just it's got he's gotta be so frustrating for him, but it just it, it seems to be week after week. It's they're incredibly highlighted the the drops. They're very critical, and there's also this the, the faith that Mahomes is having. You know, every one of those drops or turnovers or mistakes that he's constantly making, he's very involved with a lot of it. Like they're trusting him. They need him to step up and to be that guy. And he's just let them down. And I I think there's other wide receivers that watch this across the league, and they're like, if I'd ever got that opportunity, if I'd ever gotten those targets, my God, watch out! If I'd ever got a chance to play with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. It, it's it's just so shaky. I it's it's hard to say that this guy's not talented. He does get open. I does I do think he gets some separation, but the the hands. I, I don't know. We got to burn some sage. Get this guy some luck or something. I don't I don't know. But it just seems like there is a pattern, and it, it's not going away. And it's not just him. This, this team leads the league in in wide receiver drops. It's Kelsey hasn't been great. It, it's 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 really shaky offense. Like I said, I I thought the Patriots really had a shot at winning that game. And it just shows how bad we are because I, I didn't think the Chiefs were anything to brag about. All right, so you're going with Denver? I'm going with Denver. Do you want to know the good news about this game? Uh, did it get flexed again? <laughs> no, no, but it is it is Sunday night. But it's not just Sunday night. It is Christmas Eve. It's the perfect year. It's the perfect time to you know really hype it up to your, you know, your non-football family and say, oh, well, you know, the Patriots are playing tonight, but, you know, being with family is more important and you know you put that away and then you use that and so next year when it's a really good game or soon when uh you know the patriots have caleb love and he's uh, not caleb love uh caleb williams and he's the you know the the next tom brady and it's like hey i kind of really want to watch this you'd be like well remember in 2023 did the family stuff you know you got that you got that banked away I, i'm not ready to even envision that I, there's a scenario where i can imagine it's like i said having a quarterback for the next 15 years it's also a scenario where we, we're just like where we're at again. And it's just like year three. We haven't really put it together. The offense is still bad. We haven't signed a wide re- or a free agent in like four years. It's I, I, I don't know. And then we and here we have this awesome quarterback that just has nothing around him. I hope that's not the case, but I'm not really ready to you, you're just attaching Caleb to, to everything already. Be like, yeah, no, it's gonna be all right. We're gonna be okay. I, I I'm not ready to do that yet. <laughs> all right, so we both got Denver. Sorry, New England. Moving on. Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said, Chiefs were a little shaky last week. You know, Raiders put up 63 points. You know, boom, big offense. No boom bust on this week. I'm still going with the Chiefs. I I can't. I just can't with the Raiders. I thought that had so much more to do with the Chargers. I mean, 28 to nothing. That's that's like that's just so bad by the Chargers that I am not even buying into the 63 points of this Raiders team. It's hard. It's hard to not give them credit, but I'm giving. I'm giving Kansas City that has Patrick Mahomes the benefit of the doubt and that they're going to be able to outduel a team. 
that's just not that good either. Like, all right, I got Kansas City. Who you got? Yep. Give me, give me Holmes. It's starting to get to be a uh, crunch time. They can't let any more of these slip. They're they're gonna get the get the win. All right. Next game: New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly playing Monday Night Football against Seattle tonight. We're not sure if Jalen Hurts is gonna play. I don't think it's gonna make that much of a difference. I know Mariota has been very hot and cold, and there's been moments where he's come in and been solid, and a couple weeks where he plays too many weeks in a row, and it's like, nah, that's right, he's he's not that guy. But Tommy DeVito and all that magic, I, I just don't think it's going to be enough. I, I would be excited to see if he could put up some points on this Philly defense that hasn't been that great. But I, I just Philly's going to get back on track. But they made oh they made the big coaching change. <laughs> you want go ahead tell us tell us about the big coaching change right now that Philly Philly's now going to be a defensive mastermind. They decided, uh, you know, a few weeks of the defense being pretty pretty terrible. They uh, have moved. They didn't fire him, but they moved their defensive coordinator uh, to a different role. And now uh, Matt, Matt Patricia, he is going to be the defensive defensive coordinator, and he's going to call the plays. Well, I'm I'm glad he's at least on defense and not offense. That's that's the real good news here. <laughs> What a what a novel idea to have the defensive coach coach the defense. Well, I, I wish him luck, and they're gonna need an improvement. And it's gonna be funny if they don't improve that he just signed up for a sinking ship. Like I don't, I obviously want this role. I don't think you ever want to turn down the promotion, especially you know once being a head coach not too long ago. It's it's fine, <laughs> whatever. So we both got Philly. No no Tommy DeVito love. No no Italian. Uh, this is my uh, this this is my lock of the week. Um, is Tommy even gonna play? I don't know. I just wanted to make the gesture with everyone else. All right. I'm, I'm not even Italian, but I, I kind of like the energy that they're given. It seems like the, the Giants uh, are enjoying the, this more. All the defenders are doing it when they, when they sack them. It's great. I think that's funny. I think it's funny when they do it. I think it's funny when the, the agent does it and that they have this whole relevancy. I I don't know. The Giants don't have a whole lot to be happy about. Right? They, they've paid Daniel Jones a ton of money. He didn't play this year. They can at least get excited over this guy. I'm not going to ran on that parade they're going through enough pain i know i know what it's like if, if if the patriots had this guy and we had the same record and our season was just as miserable i'd be super excited to at least have tommy out there wouldn't you well that, that's what i'm saying is uh he came out of the game uh possible possible concussion so it might be uh tyrod taylor not not uh not tommy all right well I'll, we'll go with philly then uh you locked it in i guess i'll lock that in too then it just i, I can't see it happen all right last game monday night Baltimore Ravens at the San Francisco 49ers. Big, big game of the week. 11-3 versus 11-3. Jacksonville come, or Baltimore coming off a win against Jacksonville. San Francisco coming off a dominant win against Arizona. This should be a hell of a showdown. If anything, this is this is the matchup we're hoping to see in the playoffs. This is the matchup every week that I think we kind of hope to see is two actual good teams go against each other. Um, with, their starting card, with their starting quarterbacks. I'm going to go with the Niners. As much as I love what Lamar's been doing, uh, when they lose Mitchell yesterday, the running back, I thought that looked a little shaky. I, I like the – I thought, was it likely the the tight end for Baltimore has, yep. has done a pretty decent job filling in for Mark Andrews. But I don't know. There's, if he's going to be an X factor, it's fine. I just think the Niners are so consistent and so solid and have so many different punches and designs and weapons and things that they can hurt you on. You know, Even their defense is pretty good too. We make such a big deal about their offense. You know, with McCaffrey and Debo and Ayuk, and, and it just it just goes on and on. So, like, I, I just think that this team, it'd be a real hell of a win for Baltimore, and it would have to be, you know, spectacular Lamar to, to truly pull it off. But I'm, I just think it's a safer bet to go with the Niners. 
I would really love to see Lamar do this, but I, I just go with a safe bet. It's it's kind of a coward's way out, but I'm doing it. Who you got? I'm taking the Niners. I am also going with the Niners. Uh, once once again, they had that little bit of that uh, that swoon when some guys were hurt. Once everyone's been healthy, they have just been an absolute buzzsaw. And I think this is just going to be another another time that all right, this is a pretty good team, but they're going to have to go to their building, and I think that they're just going to have Christian McCaffrey catching balls wide open, falling down, still having time to hop up and score a Debo and just good luck. Yeah. I'm going with 49ers on Christmas. All right. Those are the picks of the week. Uh, yeah, actually you did mention that that is on Christmas. Not only are those Christmas day games, uh, the last three, you're going to get three games on Monday. So those last three games are all going to be Monday. Uh, what do we got? One o'clock, four thirty, and eight fifteen. So exciting Monday. Uh, the podcast we're going to do Tuesday next week. Tuesday the next two weeks, right? Is that what we said? Yep. Yep. So just uh, just so you're aware of all the schedule. It just will be easier for us so we get to enjoy that day with our family or whatever else we got to do and not have to worry about a podcast recording while there's actually games going on. You know, so we can talk about them the next day. I think that makes the most sense for, for both yep. the weeks of Christmas and New Year's. Uh, all right. So what do we got for this week's Fantasy Heroes and Zeros? That's it for the picks this week. Fantasy heroes and zeros. Boy, was it a rough one for the uh, for the zeros, <laughs> like we mentioned at the start of this for for fantasy playoffs. So, quarterback, great all year, but not this week. Dak Prescott for wide receivers: Brandon Ayuk, DeAndre Hopkins, Zay Flowers for running backs: Bijan Robinson and Donta Foreman. Both absolute zeros. Also on that list: Derrick Henry, Brees Hall. For tight ends: Dalton Kincaid with an actual zero. On the good side, quarterback, Jared Goff, big time, big time hero. For wide receivers, we had Jordan Addison. We had Jalen Waddle, went out of the game, came back in, put up some points. Cooper Cup, I believe this is his second week in a row on the Fantasy Heroes after I think he was three weeks on the Fantasy Zeros. So talk about boomer bust with this guy. Uh, we also have uh, Rishi Rice. For running backs, we have Ty Chandler, James Cook. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Jamar Gibbs, tight ends. We have Sam Laporta and David Njoku. And then we actually had a defense that snuck in there, the uh, the, the the Dolphins. You hold a team to uh, to no points, and then you get some some goodies along the way. Yeah, that'll make you a fantasy hero. Are you in the playoffs of all your leagues? No. No, my team did this fun thing that the two teams that I was out of the playoffs with uh, both scored over 180 points. And those are both – I play, like, all my leagues, like, the scoring is a little bit different, but there is no – it's not crazy scoring. Like, those are both very, very high uh, high matchups. So, the, the other ones that, I, that, that I'm in, like I said, the, 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 big, the big one uh, is I'm still battling tonight. I've got one, one battle, I suppose, and one I've kind of taken care of business, barring any, you know, obscene, crazy game by tonight by some, something ridiculous. But I, I'm in. I'm on pace right now. I had two buys out of the four leagues. I'm in. A, I'm in a good place. It's it's scary right now to know that like in one week I could be out of all of them, and it's it's just over like that. It's, but it feels good to at least have some options, and that I, I've made it as far as I can with all these teams, and let's just see where it kind of goes. Uh, speaking of see where it goes, let's talk about some college basketball. Of which, my Michigan State, they came back. We're we're alive again. They put on a show of dominance at Baylor. Yes, not not on not at home, which we have struggled at. It's just weird. Offense, 
we had offense. We made points. 45 to 17 at half. 45 to 17 at half. I was way too excited that I even got nervous the second half. I was like, is this going to end? Like, it's, it seems like an impossible lead to blow. Baylor came out on a 9-0 run out of the second half, and I was like sweating. I was like, oh, my God. I, I can't even fathom blowing this game and having to hear all the shit from everyone else. Like That, that just would have killed me. Getting the job done. I bring all this up because later this week, Baylor will be at Duke at 7 p.m., and I'm just wondering you know, if they are done licking their wounds and ready to go out and kill some blood and that if Duke is just lining up for a new awakened Baylor. I, I'm not sure what you're anticipating, but what are you worried about? It is a it is a big concern for me. Uh, I just want to correct one of the things from from earlier, but understandable with all all of your excitement. It was not at Baylor. It was a um, it was in um, it was in Detroit. So That's it was fine. a semi home game for you guys, but still, it was you guys weren't at home. So it, it was one of the things where Saturday there was so much sports going on, and specifically college basketball. We we previewed last week some some really you know kind of all year type type games not even like hey these are the best of the week like out of like the whole whole season you know you, you we want to make some make some time for these that michigan uh state baylor especially uh after michigan state's uh some, some of their struggles baylor undefeated going in didn't even get brought up it wasn't even on my like my main radar so it wasn't until you had mentioned it and yeah like you said you guys just jumped all over them would you hold them to 14 points in the first half 45 17 and they were not in double digits for majority of that second half. I want to say they almost end that second half on like a 6-0 run just to get to 17. And it, and it was over. Like it was 45 to 17 and a half. Like the, the second half started and it was there was no it was silence in the gym. It was very bizarre. Uh, it was <laughs> anytime in college uh, uh Virginia who runs a very slow uh very slow pace, very defensive uh, centric Back line defense, all, all of that. Like they like they're the ones that hold its team under twenty. And when they do it, just like whoa, it's like, like a unicorn. Like, wow, hold the team to under twenty. So for you to score forty five and to hold the team under, I, I don't know what they were thinking. They have they they've they've been good this year. Like I said, they've undefeated and yeah. I uh I'm I'm hoping you guys uh, unlocked something, some sort of scheme that uh, Duke is able to exploit on Wednesday, and not that you just poke the a hornet's nest, and that's what I'm gonna be walking into. So, I, yeah, I'm very interested to see how uh, how that goes. I need to celebrate this win. I think this could easily be Michigan State's best win of the year. Like this, this might be the only good news. We've had so many games where the offense has been so bad and our shooting has been so poor. That to be like, hey, we got one. Now we're cooking, and to think that that's somehow the new trend is like now. I've I've seen the the consistency of this team. It's very much the other games. It isn't that game. It's just fun to know that we're we're still that wild card team. That if we could just get in a game, we're capable of taking down a, a pretty good team. So that that's that's something I'm gonna hold on to for right now because I I don't think this team is capable of scoring 45 points at halftime very 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 regularly. So I I think. I think that's that's my advice to you. If you if you think you could score forty five at half, you can have a pretty good chance. Uh, what other uh, what other I college would, news we got? I would very much like to, to score forty five points at half. That that would that would be excellent. Uh, what else are we looking forward to this week, or what news do you want to talk about from the past week? Uh, wanted to bring up, it's not the most fun story, but uh, the Louisville program continues. Once you think you've hit rock bottom, you have not. The uh, the team came out and said one of their players. Uh, thanked them and said, you know, they're entering the transfer portal. So all the all the news 
agencies, you know, kind of come out. They push that out. Well, then a couple hours later, the guy comes out and says, uh, I never told anybody in the Louisville program that I'm transferring. So, uh-oh. Then that night, they lose a bye game at home. Lose, I think it ended up being uh, by 15 points or so, somewhere in the teens. I think they were down at points to you know, about 20 points. And this is to a team, like, uh, uh, if you don't know, a bye game is when a bigger school pays a smaller school to come in. And so, basically, they're most of the time tune-up games. I say maybe 1% of the time, probably even less than 1% of the time, uh, you, you get upset. But with the way Louisville's been going. And so, the the word out of the headlines out of that was that the effort was terrible by the team, just really ugly. So not good. And then there's a picture of that guy sitting in the stands. Now it comes out later and it's like, Oh, it was like, he was kind of away from the team, but he wasn't in trouble. And afterwards, then it comes out like, well, maybe he was in trouble. So now I think it might not be, he is in the transfer portal because he decided on it. I think he might've got kicked off the team. It's all very messy. Uh, Louisville was able to get a win versus uh, versus Pepperdine yesterday, which, I mean, you gotta you gotta be beating somebody. But they have Kentucky coming to their place on Thursday, and I think that is going to be Kenny Payne's last game as uh, as the coach. As uh, I think that Kentucky will absolutely uh, dismantle him. But that was kind of the bad news. But the the good news is we previewed last week Saturday, saying, hey, there's some awesome games, and Saturday did not disappoint. Uh, if you wanted to watch college basketball all day, you easily could. Uh, Kansas went to Indiana, and boy, that was that was a close one. Uh, they were down eight at the half, able to uh, to push their way back to, to eke that one out. The uh, the Arizona Purdue game wasn't quite as uh, as exciting as I was I was hoping it was going to be. Uh, seems like Purdue kind of kind of got their their situation uh, together. Uh, you want to talk about? I, get, I watched uh, that State. one. I can get into that one a little bit. I trashed their okay. supporting cast of Purdue last game, right? Like, I was like, this seems so predictable. It's Edie or nothing. It's the end of the game. None of these guys look like they want to make a play. And, and I still kind of remain to that, but I will give them credit that they stole that game from Arizona with all that supporting cast. This Edie was solid and still very dominant, but it was everyone else that hit a bunch of corner threes. The one guy had this ridiculous floater that banked off and went in that that was just a huge shot for them. I, if they're gonna if they're gonna be a supporting cast like that, I I'm I'm gonna back off a little bit on on them not truly being that good because I, I thought Arizona played really well and could have won that game and it was just everyone else but Edie kind of stole that at the end and it was impressive it was impressive because I I don't I don't think they're all that good like I don't think those guys are good they're gonna play like that I'm gonna look at them a little bit differently I, I watched them not too long ago when they struggled at the end of the game this past game against a better team in Arizona they were better I I don't know which one to buy but that's that's a good win. That was a good win, and I, and I feel like I need to call myself out for saying it's Edie or nothing, and it, and these the rest of the guys had a, had a good game. So that that was that was a decent game. I, I think Purdue being number one right yeah. now has got me scratching my head a little bit. But uh, what what else happened the past week? And then the uh, the, the the last kind of main game that was uh, on, on Saturday was uh, the CBS uh, Sports Classic down in Atlanta. The the second game, which was North Carolina playing Kentucky, that one was just it was close. All the way through, Kentucky was able to able to pull it out down the stretch. But just you, know, you got a game in college and in the '80s, it was well played. It it was it was fun. It was exciting. It was like you know going going into it ahead of time. You know, I've told you about some other teams, and midway through, you're kind of getting back to me going, wait, these are like the good teams. Where this one, I think, when you watched it, it 
but it was clear like okay nope there there is skill here here you're seeing future nba players uh and just obviously i was a fan of the uh of the outcome I, I, the kentucky offense feels like they've i mean they're always they've always gotten good top recruits right so like, they've always got like it's just funny to me that the the top recruits are playing a different style than i think they would have a long, a long time ago like they have some really good shooters now because that's that's what the nba is it's, it's shooting you got you got to be able to shoot obviously if you have abilities to do a whole bunch of other things that's going to get you farther and you've got good length and strength and verticality like you you can you could be a, a relevant player but having some like pretty polished off shooters this year is, is just a threat that i don't think that they've had probably since tyler hero and and even since then like that's that's kind of an outlier before that i all all the kentucky guys once they get to the nba i feel like figure out how to shoot and know how, like the kind of shooter that they're going to become. But early in college, it seems like they get a lot of isolation one-on-one guys that are taking guys off the dribble. And that is completely shifted and not at all what this team has. It's, it's, it's a revolutionized like league and team. I, I'm, I'm impressed by Kentucky. I know you don't want to say anything like that, but I, I'm, I'm going to say the say, say that I'll probably say it about some other teams too. There is a trend of, of the shooting is, I think it's just a lot more improved for a lot of these good teams. And if you don't have that, it's, it's almost like not having the quarterback. Like you have to be able to shoot. You got to be able to score, and they can score this year. Watch out. They sure can. Uh, but this week coming up, uh, we already mentioned it. We uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday we have uh, seven o'clock. Uh, or actually, no, this one's at uh, at nine o'clock later in the night. Uh, Oklahoma versus UNC. Even though UNC uh, got beat by Kentucky, they're still a, a pretty good team this year. That's going to be a, a pretty big matchup. Uh, the, just this week, they're, they're, I mean, for like the rest of the year, there's not gonna be like is quite the Saturday we had uh had had last week, but with the um with the finals and getting towards Christmas, this is a li- little bit of a love. We still got some some good things, but also a big one on Wednesday, Baylor versus Duke at MSG. Uh, it was gonna be Baylor favored until you guys just shellacked him around, and now I think Duke is gonna be slightly favored. But I think the main takeaway from this is I will be in the building because this is gonna be tight. And I think it's going to be an all-hands-on-deck situation. So I will be there. I'll be wearing uh, wearing my finest blue and hopefully uh, helping my team uh, get, get a get a victory before the Christmas break. And then the, the last one is uh, Florida Atlantic, Final Four team from from last year, ranked team this year, doing doing okay. Had a couple of trip-ups here. But uh, they're playing Arizona on Saturday. So if you're looking to take a little break from watching bowl games, that will be going on on Saturday. Man, how long is this James, Mad- James Madison trip going to ride? Like, are we, we're just going to ride this out? This is relevant. This team's actually going to be, like, top 25 this whole year. I, every time I look at the rankings, I'm like, wait, they're still there? Like, I thought for sure. Like, even by, like we're, we're almost at Christmas by now. I thought this team would have fizzled out. Well, here's the problem, is that when, when, when you're in the AP poll, as long as you keep winning – and especially if other teams lose, like you just kind of keep moving up and you just kind of hang around. They haven't lost yet. So they, they haven't really played. I mean, besides Michigan state and I mean, it makes sense. They're, they're, they're James medicine. They're not a power five school. So they're not gonna, they haven't played anyone that's top 100 in Ken Palm since the Michigan state game. And they will not until January 13th, they'll play Appalachian state. So I, I think it's one of those things that w- once they're in the AP poll until they lose, like they're, they're going to stay up there. But once, once they lose and they, it's not like they're going to lose to an Arizona, they're going to lose to something like old dominion and it's going to drop them. 
it's going to drop them right out and they'll never see they'll never see the top 25 again. So this team's going to go from being like 20, 22, 23 every week to one loss and they're 102. Well, I mean, the AP pool doesn't work quite it's only just the top 25, but yeah, basically. Wild. Wild college sports. All right, let's talk some pro. You ready to do some NBA? Yep. Normally, we talk about some of the games we're looking forward to, and we can still touch on that. But I, I think this week we actually have some decent NBA stories and drama that is worth getting into a little bit. Do you want to start with the game ball controversy or the Draymond Green controversy? I want to start with the Draymond Green controversy. I'm going to take a little victory lap here. I warned everybody. I've warned people more than once that this is what this guy does. Earlier this year, he put uh, Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Everybody thought it was funny and said, ah, ha, ha. And, you know, he got suspended for a little bit. And I said, this is not long enough. This is not long enough. He's clearly not getting the message. He's going to do something like this again. This needs to be a serious punishment. And what happens? Gets back out there. He's playing in a basketball game and decides, I'm frustrated. Uh, I don't like this guy playing defense on me. Whips around and just strikes uh, Nurkic in the face. So... Immediately, he's ejected. Sort of apologizes afterwards. I I don't know. Felt pretty wishy-washy to me. It was, hold then, on. Uh, we need to get into the apology. It, it, it was like, you know, I, 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 it was such a terrible apology. It was such a, like, a guy who was so unaware of his current situation that it, it just felt so practiced and so useless in that it was just trying to say the right thing to get out of trouble. I, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was... It didn't help his case at all. I thought it killed him. I thought he'd been better off skipping the skipping the whole thing altogether, just shutting up and walking to the locker room. But you know, he's always got to say something too. Like that's I think that's the problem with all of this is that he's he's kind of the the podcaster that's going to be working at TNT, and that's all great and that's all exciting and it's funny. To, and he's a badass and a tough guy on that show. But that's that's like Hollywood tough. You can't be UFC tough in an actual N- NBA game. I, every week we got all these guys getting ejected for stare downs against the refs when the reality is this is the type of guy they need to be ejecting this is the type of guy you got to be protecting the league from and I have defended him in the past I've enjoyed the competitive nature of this and we're going to talk about Giannis later and, and all of that and that I I like that guys care about winning and that they're out there in a regular season game playing super competitive but this isn't working and the solution of suspending him previous to this and previous to everything else isn't working because we've done that before this this no longer needs treatment by the book this is such a special case and a case that isn't getting corrected by the the punishment that we've given him in the past that at this point we're at an indefinite suspension it sounds like he's going to be out what at least three weeks for now and i actually anticipate it's going to end up being even longer than that because it's not working and i don't know what else they're supposed to do like we can't just keep suspending this guy. He comes back in and just does something ridiculous again. There has to be some sort of fix. There has to be a learning by him. There has to be an acknowledgement of mistakes of the past in a in a clear path of correction. That at this point in his career, and unfortunately at this point of the Golden State season, I don't think that they have that in them. And I don't think that this is a relationship that can work. And I don't even know what he looks like on a different team. And if that puts him even more off on on off hinge, like if he's just I, I'm not sure. I, I don't have a solution for it, but I'm I'm no longer defending it. I'm I'm gonna let you just go ahead and tell me every reason why this should be season long. I mean, how long do you think it should be? I yeah, I think it should be done for the season. I think it should be done for the season too. 
I really do. I just I don't know what else is going to work at this point. It it can't be five games. It seems really suspicious that they kind of did a John Morant thing right now, where it's going to be indefinite. We're going to give him three weeks. He's going to go to some sort of counseling. There's going to be steps that we want or we're going to require for him to get back into the into whatever rhythm of the league it is. And it's very not of our none of our business. But it also seems like we need to know a little bit more to know when we end up getting the result of like, all right, he's good to come back. And it's like, well, why? What did he do? Like, what's changed? And at this point, like, it's going to have to be actual change because he hasn't changed. And I don't believe that he's capable of it. And he's going to do something crazy. <laughs> like, it's I'm there now. I'm with you. I thought it was emotional competitiveness and I, and I loved it before. But there's there's a danger in this now that is, there's no way around it. The 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 Rudy Gobert chokeout that there was like a uh, a fight sort of a, you know for nba standards considered a you know fight was happening and he definitely went way too far you know you got you got to do that but this was this was just a regular basketball play this was just regular nurkic had his i think he had his hand on his hip it's like this happens on every play and he just tried to I, that's what you're saying after all oh, i was trying to embellish it and you know sell the call but it's like you whack the guy like right in the face. It just, you just, you can't do that. And that's why I very much agree with you on the refs have been very soft this year on, you know, stare downs and, you know, ejecting star players for words. And now this situation is like, if this is what, if you're concerned about fights and things escalating, this is what you're concerned about. You have to go to the root of the problem, not Giannis dunked really hard and looked at the guy like a couple extra seconds and that'd be like, oh no, what's going to happen? It's like, well, it's not Draymond Green. So you know what? I think the guy's going to be okay. I think he's probably going to just, you know, his feelings are hurt in the moment. He's an adult. He's going to be like, man, I want to dunk all over Giannis at the other end and keep it within the confines of actual basketball not on just shenanigans well you brought up Giannis there was a controversy of his own this past week he scored what 64 points against Indiana and he wanted the game ball there I've heard multiple franchise, reasons franchise record I've heard multiple reasons for the the request for the game ball there was Giannis setting the franchise record totally good they were at home they did win the game and it was well, uh, I believe Damian Lillard passed Kyle Korver for the three-point shots made, and I want to say it's fifth on the list now. It's top ten. I, I don't know the number. I, I I blanked on that a little bit. But oh, I I didn't even hear about that one. I I've heard a lot of people try to stretch the because it it looks like it's it, well look it, bigger picture. It sounds like it's a ridiculous thing. It's like hey guy guy won a game, had a pretty good game, and he's demanding the game ball, and the other team has taken the game ball because some player who didn't win and barely played, scored one free throw, and it's his first NBA point in that he gets the ball because they apparently do that with everyone else. But I I don't know. It seems pretty standard to me that if you win the game, you should get the ball. That you, I don't care. And also, why are we caring about a first point like that? Like, let Oscar have a double-double and we'll get him a ball then. Like you, I understand Giannis being... I, I, all right, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think who has the better right to care about this damn basketball, which really doesn't mean anything to anyone? Does Giannis have the right to care about it more, or does the first point for Oscar matter more? Like, it, it just it seems very ridiculous that we're caring so much about it. just a basketball, of which we're going to get a new one the next game anyways. You know, then we're going to put this in a case, and nobody's ever going to look at it again. And it was kind of a big deal. It was, it was controversy. Giannis is running up and down, 
yelling at people saying, go get my ball. Like it's all on camera. They see him sprinting into the tunnel and I don't even know what happened in there. I just, I like that there's guys that could, could beat and, and care about all this. I'm not sure if this is the concern I want them to have, but I'm not going to trash him for it. I thought he had every, every right to, to go out and get the ball. If he, if he cares about it, he cares about basketball. I, I guess that's the end of the day is we have guys fighting over caring about basketball. So that's good. Who's in the wrong here, though? Both both players have have the right to say, I I, I would like the basketball. They they have their feelings. They they both they, that's that's perfectly fine. The game towards uh towards the end was chippy. This was the game that I said I wanted to watch because it was a a rematch of the of the the semifinals for the the in season tournament, and I think it just has to do more with the optics of it. This wasn't afterwards at the podium, Giannis saying, hey, they took the ball. I want it for X, Y, Z. He looked like a crazy person yelling all over the court and then like the run through the tunnel getting held back. Obviously, there's like a bunch of emotions going on there. I don't know exactly why. I don't think you should downplay that uh, Oscar Sheboy, National Player of the Year, that oh, oh, he only made one free throw. And so obviously that pales in comparison in that game to Giannis setting the franchise single game record. 64 points is a ton of points. Uh, but I think part of it is not just the, like, you scored, like, that's like the official, you made it to the NBA. Like, there's still so many basketball players and so few of them make it. And, like, that's like the, you know, the official. Don't know what happens in this situation. I got to imagine this isn't the first time that there's been multiple milestones met in the, at the same time i think this had way more to do with this this was a chippy game there was uh you know a little bit of bad blood this team plays again uh i believe it's a it's either a home and home or it's one of these weird kind of goofy homes and homes uh in january so i think that's just going to be good for for everybody to watch but yeah i think it was uh the pacers didn't like that that, that they lost i think they were a little bit uh a little bit of jerks about it and then it, it like they gave him a ball but then maybe it wasn't the right ball and I, I well, think it's, well, then it's also like, does moment, it really matter? Does it really matter? It, that, like, if I tell thing, you in the it, moment, it matters a whole bunch. But then afterwards, like you said, it's going to go in a case somewhere. And Giannis has a ton of accolades and Oscar has a ton of accolades. And it just like goes in some room that it's dusty and nobody probably ever really sees. It's not like Giannis is, you know, is, is this his backup career here? Is this is a financial gain 20 years down the road. He's going he's gonna to auction this off for, what, $100? Like, it's not – he's going to be like, I, I got in a fight and ran into a locker room for that $100 20 years down the road. Like, that's – it's just – it's all very silly. And Oscar, the same thing. I, I, I understand the players wanting to have their the first ball or their first point. I, but... bet, I bet that Oscar wasn't even the one that well, – like, he, he wasn't going, like, that crazy. But, like you said, it was probably a – this is Oscar didn't touch yep. the ball. All right, let's be honest. Somebody yeah, else on like the, the team grabbed it. Oscar didn't even know. Yeah. Oscar's in the locker room right now, being like, "Why did you give me this?" And probably being like, "You gave me a bomb, and like, you gave me, a, you put a target on my back." Yeah. That all I did was went out there. And I got my first even, point. This is not even just basketball specific. This is the same thing for football. This is the same thing for baseball. You know, your first hit in the you know in the major leagues, you you always see it. Uh, I think it was football. I'm trying to remember if it was earlier this year or if it was last year. Some rookie scored. And then, like, he kind of fell down, lost the ball, and then, like, a veteran, like, not realizing, picked it up and just launched it into the into the stands. So, obviously, the, the, the game ops crew had to go talk to that person and, you know, do a little, uh, you know, exchange. A little, like, little not, bargaining. Like, just basketball. 
What was it? A little bargaining. You know, hey, man, uh, yeah, you want yeah. some tickets or how about some merch? Yeah, what do we got? Yeah, you know, yeah, sign, the- sign jersey. What do we got to do to get this, uh, you know, get, get, get this football? So it, it happens in, in all of the leagues. I get it. It's like you're, you know, you, you finally, you finally made it. So right. I just, I just couldn't believe how crazy uh, Giannis went. Do you think Giannis has his first point basketball somewhere? Like he knows where it is. Yes. Yes. Because obviously oh, the 64 he has counted. It. I don't know if he knows where it is. I've, I've heard a lot of those guys when they ask him something like that, even even like big things, you know, like championship rings, like, ah, it's like, I think it's at my mom's house somewhere. All right. Well, I, I just, I almost want more information on all of this because he seemed to care about that ball just a little bit more than he should have. And it's for a guy who I think has been fairly selfless and isn't stat chasing or really you know, he doesn't work out with other other players. Like, he's pretty excluded from everybody. For him to be so obsessed over yeah, this there's, one it ball. Like there's some, there was something more, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know whatever it is. But whatever it is, I don't care. These teams are going to have to face each other again soon. I hope this is the dream playoff matchup. Can we get the 2-7 the after the Indiana playing game? Let's let's make that happen. Sign me up. I want more games of this. I, I, I think this is exactly what the NBA wants and is exactly kind of a consequence of the in-season tournament, right? Like, why why would it, Milwaukee care about this at all? Put the whole ball thing aside. This was sour blood from just a second ago, or sour grapes from just a second ago, and bad blood was created from the, from the in-season tournament. That would have never happened through any other regular season game. I, I think that's a pro for the in-season tournament. I think you were talking a little bit about, you, you think there's a little bit of a hangover from all this and that it feels like the games don't that's, matter as much. Is is that is that what no, you're saying? No, I, no, I, I care. I'm talking about the actual teams. Who you think they're carrying Pacers, less? I no. I, well, maybe I don't know. I, I I can't get into the you know the mind of an NBA player, but since the uh, you know the in-season tournament, the Pacers are on a three-game losing streak, and I think that the uh, the Lakers have lost uh, three of four. So I may, may, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is it like you know you were celebrating and you know hey season's over, we won the championship, and now not realizing oh no actually the season still continues. Like there's actually a whole bunch more to the season, and. Uh, you know, now you have the the Pacers are would be the seven seed. They'd be in the playing game if the season ended today, and the Lakers would be an eight seed, also in the playing if the season ended today. Well, one hour and twenty five minutes it took you to trash the Lakers. I, I don't know what took so long. It just ha- had to had to sneak well, that in there. I can I can, just, I can also continue since uh, the in season tournament ended. Celtics five game win streak beat the Magic twice. We've been struggling with them, not so big and bad anymore. Yeah, we got we got Eddie House's back. That we're, we protect our own. That's 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 about all I could, I could do with that. I actually thought Orlando, I, I, Orlando choked big time. I thought last night. I, it just Paolo took some really bad shots. They they seemed to take the game so personally that they thought it almost distracted them of, of playing almost too hard and not nearly as focused. I, there's rotations with that Orlando team that definitely give us problems. I, they didn't find it yesterday though. What, whatever it was and whatever it's been in the past, they didn't find it yesterday. So good for us. I. Don't think we've lost a home game this year for Boston. Does that sound right? That is correct. Best start since uh, one of one of the seasons in the in the in the fifties. Well, we'll talk more about that kind of going forward. I, I, do you want to talk C's now? I already played the outro music. We've been going for an hour and a half. You want to get out of here? Just, just uh, yeah, just just a couple a couple more things. Uh, NBA wise, uh, Detroit Pistons still have not won, but the Spurs did win. So. Their awful losing streak is uh, now now off the board. Just thought that uh, that was worth mentioning. And uh, who who is it that they uh, got their win against? The Spurs. Yeah. I, oh, they beat the Lakers. 
They beat the Lakers. That's right. They had a crazy long losing streak. Lakers come to town. Boom, boom. There we go. There you go. I'm good. All right. Yeah, great. All right. So you can follow and subscribe. And, and, Little column and the A. Podcast, and, and, yeah, in the podcast with a smile. That's the way I like to do it. Little column A. Little column B podcast. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else you get your, your streaming podcast stuff. And you can follow Zach on his X account, which is... Wicked Z-Man 24. Yeah, lots of Laker talk on there. So just just go go see all the banners. He's he's hang he's going to the hanging ceremony where they're going to hang the in-season tournament banner. It's going to be great. Uh, you'll get in-person experience. He's, he's at MSG next week, and then he'll be in L.A. later for that. So it's uh, <laughs> tune in exclusively on his X account for that, and make sure you subscribe and like us on YouTube and wherever else we're broadcast. Thank you, as always. We'll be on Tuesday next week with uh, a happy holidays for everyone, and Hopefully not that much of a hangover. It's, it's going to be the real decision of the Tuesday podcast. Uh, anything else you want to add to the people out there? Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Little column A, little column B.